Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone. This is lesson two of the Animal Reiki for Reiki Practitioners class. And like all the classes, we'll start with a meditation. So I'd like you to get comfortable. Make sure your back is nice and straight. You can either be leaning up against a wall or sitting up in a chair. Always making sure your feet are on the floor or connected to the floor somehow. Don't want to be sitting in a stool where your feet are lifted up. And let's just take a couple of deep breaths, breathing in through your nose and pulling that breath down into your hara, into your belly and holding it for a second and then releasing. And on that releasing of your breath, really collapse your stomach and feel all the tension in your body starting to let go. So breathing in through your nose, two, three, four, holding it and then out. Any tension in your body is leaving you with that breath. Any stress from the day is being breathed out with that big breath. And just another breath in. Okay, making that breath connect to your stomach and then breathing out. So if you're holding the phone, it's okay. You can put your hand, one of your hands over your heart or if you have free hands, you can go into Gosho. And I'd like you to set your intent that you're open to receive whatever it is that you need most at this moment in time. And I'd also like you to set your intent that you're open to receive whatever you need most from the animals and that you're open to hearing whatever messages they would like to share with you. As we do this meditation, I want you to envision us standing in a circle and we're all together and we're going to put within this circle, this beautiful healing circle that we're creating, we're going to put any animals or people or situations that we would like to be healed, however that looks. But just take a second and think about anyone that you would like to put into our healing circle. And if during the meditation, someone comes to you, an animal or a person or a situation, just go ahead and put it into the circle. We're setting our intent that all in the circle will receive our energy and our healing. And we'll feel our support. So whenever you're ready, you can relax your hands, face up or face down in your lap. And I'd like you to breathe in to your belly again and make that connection with your hara and make that connection to the earth energy. Breathing in and out, I'd like you to feel that energy from the earth creating a ball in your stomach, right at your belly button. A beautiful ball of light. 
As you breathe in and out, you feel the calm, cool energy of the earth growing stronger in your belly. The heaviness of the earth grounds you, makes you feel connected and stable. As you breathe in and out, that light, that beautiful ball of light is getting brighter and brighter. And as it gets brighter, you feel stronger, stable. Nothing can shake you. Breathing in and out, feeling that cool energy of the earth radiating at your stomach, creating a beautiful ball of light. And again, this light can be any color that you imagine. Maybe it is white, maybe it's gold, maybe it's purple. It is your true original light, so it is unique to you. It can be whatever color you see. And I'd like you to imagine the heat of the sun, the healing energy of the sun coming down into your crown and forming a ball of light at your third eye. As you breathe in and out, that light becomes stronger, starts to grow, encompassing your entire head. Feel that beautiful energy of the sun coming through and stimulating your psychic and spiritual awareness. You feel more open, more expansive in this space, but yet also grounded from the beautiful healing energy of the earth. And I'd like you to imagine these two balls of light from your third eye and from your stomach coming together at your heart center. Feel that light at your heart growing stronger and brighter. Again, this is your own individual unique healing light. This is the light that the animals see when they connect to you. It is a light that makes it easy for you to connect to others, to connect to your environment, people in your life, and most of all, animals. In this space, you have no worry, no anger. You're humble, you're honest, you're grateful, and you're compassionate. Now I'd like you to imagine the light from your heart shining out from your chest and creating a beautiful bridge of light. This light extends out in front of you and out. It can go as far as the end of the earth or it can stop right in front of you. However you imagine it is your own unique bridge of light. It is your healing bridge. This bridge is filled with all your love, your joy, your compassion. It is a very balanced place. It is peaceful. And this is your beautiful loving light shining out into this bridge and creating a way for animals and people to easily connect to you. So I'd like you to bring to mind an animal either an animal that may be still with you or an animal that's passed. It could be even more than one animal. Maybe you imagine many animals from your past. And just invite them to come to the bridge. They might put a paw or a hoof on the bridge. They might come halfway up the bridge. Or they might run all the way up the bridge into your heart. This beautiful bridge of light 
is your offering of love, compassion, joy, peace. It is a loving bridge and it is a connection from your heart to whoever wants to join you. In this space, there is no expectation. There is only gratitude for those who come. I'd like you to just sit in this space for a moment and feel the gratitude and love you have for all the animals in your life, all the animals from your past, from when you were a child, growing up, animals that maybe you've encountered at shelters or through friends or just in nature, animals who have taught you so many lessons. Feel their love and gratitude for you as their healing bridge connects with yours, your heart centers connecting together. Coming together in this beautiful space of heart connection with no expectation, no anger, no worry, with gratitude and love and compassion. And compassion most of all for yourself, for any mistakes you may have made. The animals love and forgive you. They let you see in this beautiful space of heart connection that everything is possible. There is no time and space. Oh, whenever you're ready, I'd like you to keep that connection, that heart connection strong within you. And maybe you want to thank the animals for joining you. But just slowly come back. But keep that space of connectedness and openness with you. It's a space where we can speak more freely and honestly, but in that compassionate state. It is a place where we can connect. The animals show us that it's very easy to connect to them, but it's also easy for us to connect to people and situations in our life. In this beautiful space of groundedness yet openness, we can more easily see solutions to problems. We can more easily see how we contribute to some of the things in our lives. We can more easily see and have compassion and empathy for others that we may be having strife with in our life. We can have compassion for others that are caring for animals. We can have compassion for others that may not be living the way we would want to be living. But we understand because we see them as beings. We see them as part of us. Because in this space, there is no separation. We're all connected. So I want to talk a little bit before I open it up about... Um, lesson two and what we're going to be learning and we talked in these meditations that we do the earth sky meditation it's also a meditation that we're going to be doing called the three diamonds and so the japanese system of energetic channels is the hara system so in india they have the chakra system in japan they have the hara system and you have three diamonds So there is the hara, which is at your belly. There is the middle hara, which is at your heart. And there is the upper hara, which is at your third eye. 
So your hara, which is right, it's like right below your belly button, that is your stability center. That is the center that grounds you. And that is your earth energy. And that's the energy that you're born with. That is your original being, your original essence. That is your pure self. The middle hara is your connection, your heart connection. And that's how you connect to others. And the upper hara is the heaven or the key hara, the heaven key, which is the heaven energy or the sky energy or the sun energy, however you'd like to look at it. But it's, it's that open, expansive space. And that's the space where we get our spiritual and psychic awareness. And by psychic awareness, I don't mean that we're all going to be psychic, but it just is a, it is our awareness. It is in that space where we can calm the chatter in our minds we can actually see things more clearly. Answers can come to us. We can communicate better with animals because we don't have all this chatter and we can finally hear what's being imparted to us. And this is a really important center for us, but it's also important for us to focus on our earth center, our hara, because if you think about yourself as a triangle, and the earth center, your hara, is your foundation. So you're very grounded. And then your energy goes up into your upper hara. And that's the point. So you're like a pyramid. Um, but if we focus too much on the spirituality and the psychic awareness, we become off balance when we don't have that grounded space with us. So if you think about people, if you know in your life that are psychic or really rely a lot on their intuition, but they don't have any grounding. They're kind of like off in the wind. And when you don't have that grounding to support you, you're like an upside down pyramid. So it's easily to get knocked around. You can easily fall over and get blown down. It's like a tree with no real roots. It can easily blow away. And that's the wind is like all the problems that come to us or emotions or situations with animals where they're hurt where they've been abused and we feel ourselves getting kind of taken away by our emotions. When we have that beautiful earth energy that keeps, gives us a solid foundation, then we aren't blown over. Things might still kind of knock us down a little bit, but we pop right back up. Kind of like, I don't know if you know what weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Those things, they kind of like have that base that's a really heavy base, but they still wobble around and you can knock it down, but it pops right back up. And that's what we are when we have that beautiful earth energy that is a part of us, but it grounds us and it gives us that stability. And so as you're practicing throughout this course, we're going to focus a lot on the earth energy and a lot on our foundation. And when we practice the precepts, those are the foundation for our practice. And then when we practice even the, the first symbol, the chokure, when we do the chanting and we do the drawing of the symbol and we, we, we're really focusing on the symbol, that's a very grounded place to be and we always want to come back to that. So in your next lesson, you have the three haras that, or the three diamond centers that you know, I'm sure you practice and you read about this, but I really want to focus on this because it's a really important piece of your practice. It's a wonderful meditation to do the three haras because it's, even though it's a qigong, it's still energy, and it can really help you to really clear your energetic channels. So when we're feeling a little bit, I don't know, blocked, or let's say 
Well, imagine, so if you imagine your energetic channels like a river, so you've got a river flowing from your hara through your middle hara to your upper hara, you have this beautiful energy river. But life throws boulders into your energetic river so that your water is not really flowing. That river isn't flowing. It's, it's kind of stagnant and it stops at certain points. But when we can do our practice, when we can do this, the three diamond exercise, or when we do the other meditations, or especially the precepts, we start to get rid of those boulders in our river. And then our energetic channels run free and clearly. And so it's really important because as we go through life each and every day, boulders get thrown into our energetic river. But when we do practices like the Hara system, the three diamond practice, or when we practice the Joshin Kokyoho breathing, that's very grounding. We're breathing into our hara and then breathing out and creating that beautiful Reiki space. Those meditations really help to ground us and help clear us. So I just wanted to kind of go over those because I want to emphasize the importance of them and how easy they are to do. And really the three diamonds, when you're doing the three diamond exercise, you can actually do that with another person. You can do it at a Reiki share. So what you would do is one person would be standing and getting the treatment. And the other person, the practitioner, you put one hand in front of the belly but off about three inches and then one hand immediately like parallel to the back. So one hand's in front of the, the belly button and one hand is behind off the back about three inches. And then when you're ready, like you start focusing on that center and whenever you feel ready, you go up, you move your two hands up to the heart center. So one hand is like three inches off the heart and the other hand is parallel about three inches off the back, right at the heart space. And then when you're ready and you feel that connection with the heart and you go up, you go up to the upper heart and it's the same thing. You have one hand in front of the third eye and one hand behind the skull and so they're completely parallel. And then you come back down and you go back down to the heart and you go back down to the heart, just like you do in the three diamond meditation that was in the handout. But this one you can do in a Reiki share, and it's really great because it helps to ground the person that you're working on. It's a wonderful meditation. It's, we do it at Reiki shares. We do it at um, some of the classes. And it's a really wonderful way to feel grounded, yet also it helps open us up. So I wanted to point that out. And then, of course, there's talk in there about Gosho. But um, our foundation meditations are the three diamonds, the Joshin Kokyoho, and the Seisen Toitsu. And the Seisen Toitsu is a great one to do when you're doing the Healing Bridge, and we'll talk more about that. And we did a little bit, I did a slight variation of the Healing Bridge when I was doing the meditations. But in your Lesson 2 handout, you have the creating the Reiki space, and that's what the Joshin Kokyoho. When you breathe out, you really create that space around you. And that's a wonderful way to connect to animals because when we're connecting to animals, when we're offering Reiki to animals, we always want to go inward first and let go of all of our own stuff. Because when we sit with animals and we sit with them and we're angry or we're upset and we can't let it go, that's all they feel is the anger and the worry. And that upsets them. That's not what they need. What they need from us is a pure healing space that has no anger, no worry, where we're honest, we're humble, we're not attached to any outcome. We're very clear of thought. And when we can do that in that beautiful space, they can choose whether they want to come and sit with us, maybe come and join us in the space, maybe sit away from us. But it's a really non-intrusive space. And that's how they connect with each other. They don't try to fix things with each other. 
when an animal is sick and another animal goes and lays with it, they're not trying to fix what's wrong with that animal. They're just supporting that animal in that beautiful healing space that they're creating. They're letting that animal feel supported. And when the animal feels supported and can let go of stress, then the animal can heal however that looks like to them. So it's really important for us when we're creating these spaces, it's easy to create that space. But what's hard is for us to let go of our own worries, our own concerns, our own attachments, our own judgments that we hang on to. And animals don't need that. That's something that they they pick up on immediately and all they feel is that anger, that hurt, that worry. I'm sorry, my dog just came in. Um, they're, oh, that's all they're feeling from us. And that doesn't help them because that makes them feel anxious. You know, you can imagine if someone comes and sits with you when you're sick and then they're just worried. And even though with animals, we don't have to be verbal. We don't have to be verbalizing it. They don't need our words. They feel that from our energy. So it would be like if you went and sat with a person and went, oh, my gosh, I'm so worried about your bills. I'm so worried that you're not going to get better. And, so blah, 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 blah. and then that person would just be like, oh, my gosh, you've got to stop. I, 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 need, I don't need that. I need for you to just sit and support me so I can relax and I can heal. And that's just something that's hard for us because we really want to do well. We, our intentions are so good. That's why we do animal Reiki. That's why we're, we're working with animals because we care so much. We have so much empathy for animals. But at the same time, we have to be aware of what we bring to that space. Be really aware of are you bringing worry? Are you bringing anger? Are you getting attached to the outcome? If you're sitting with a sick animal, are you attached to the outcome that you want him to heal? And, and sometimes that healing, like we put our own judgment on that healing. Sometimes if an animal is sick and isn't getting better, it may not be the physical, it may be the mental, but we can't see that. So when we create this space with no judgment and no attachment, the animal can heal in whatever way that looks like to them. And so I just want to emphasize that, and we'll be emphasizing it more and more through each class, is just really letting go. And the most basic thing that helps us to let go are the precepts. And so the precepts are the cornerstone to your foundation of animal Reiki, and then also our Japanese meditations that we do, and then the three diamonds, which of course is a Chinese meditation, it's Qigong, but it's still the same concept that we're helping clear out those energetic centers and really helping to be a clear space for the animals. So before I open it up to um, the two of you to discuss, I'm going to read Emma's homework. Um, Emma is in Maine, and it's um, late for her. She has animals that she has to care for, so it's hard for her to be on the call, but I'm going to pull up her um, homework really fast. And why can't I find it? I had it out. One second. Okay, here we go. So um, she was meditating with Joshin, Kokyoho, and the dogs. I've been meditating morning and night before getting out of bed and before falling asleep. There is a big difference because in the morning, they are looking forward to the day ahead, but it is still centering nonetheless. But at bedtime, it is different. When I start to say the precepts, they settle down. Before I begin the hard breathing, I can hear that they are breathing more loudly, one after the other, never at the same time. At first, I tried to hold my best, either with one of them or in between the two. She has two um, dogs. They're like a, kind of like a German Shepherd um, breed, so big dogs. Um, at first, I tried to hold my breath either with one of them or in between the two, they found that disruptive and would sometimes hold their breath. So I let go and just let my breath breathe me. I realized that I tried too hard with my breath. 
that I'm too intent on creating a space as opposed to centering a space that already exists. It softened me. But on top of that, what I realized is that Maria, one of the dogs, leads the breath. She exhales into my breath. I inhale her breath. And when I exhale, I exhale into Moses' breath. And he likewise inhales my breath and exhales to Maria. And so it goes for minutes and minutes. It's a very profound sharing of key of light. Ultimately, we were breathing the same air and light, which extends to those who are outside of my room, the birds, the coyotes, the trees and bushes, to the whole universe. I'm trying also to meditate at noon with the animals to take a pause. I find it is very healing and restorative to all the animals, especially to the dogs who are often who often are the most exposed to our wacky human energy. And also Maria, my little butterfly, who is not so keen on being touched physically but thrives on the touchness of Reiki. The three diamonds. I do that during the day when I am too much in my head or it feels as if I've splintered into three energetic centers. During the Joshin Kokyo home meditation, it is very centering. I find that if I can't quiet my mind and focus on my breath, that the three diamonds help to unify my energy and bring my thoughts down to my heart and into my hara, which is the best place to live one's life anyway. I sometimes have the sense that it creates within me a pillar of light and healing. As always, animals are a good indicator if I'm an ego or I'm truly practicing Reiki. If I am Emma, they will become more restless. So one might leave the room. Otherwise, there will be lots of sighing, scratching, and restlessness. Sometimes they will come up and just stare intently into my eyes. That one is a sure signal that I'm thinking too much. And so I just want to comment a little bit on, on uh, Emma's homework. And one thing I like how she was really focusing on her breath and how she was noticing, like, the dogs breathing in and breathing out. And what's really wonderful about animals, when we sit with them and we include them in our meditation and we ask for their help, they really help us and they help us to see that it's, it's letting go and it's just breath and breath can be a meditation. And when we breathe, when we slow down our breathing, we slow down our mind so we can really let go of all of that gobbledygook. That was a really beautiful exercise that she had with her, with her dogs. And then I like that she said that she stops at noon to meditate because, you know, stopping throughout your day and just doing some hard breathing is really healing and it helps to recenter ourselves, like she said, you know, and it makes us more aware. Like she was aware, you know, it's like when I'm Emma, they start to, you know, I can feel the animals start to get restless. They start to disconnect. But when she can go into that space, they help support her. And, you know, animals are so sensitive to our crazy energy and when things are off in our life. And even though we're, like, calm when we go in, it's the inside of us isn't calm. And that's really what they're connecting to. They're not connecting to what we try to present because that they go way deeper than that. And that's why it's a really good reminder when we connect to them that we have to let go of all of that stuff because they feel it immediately. They feel exactly where we're coming from. We're not as sensitive as they are. It takes a lot for us to get to that really sensitive space. And we might be sensitive in the fact that, oh, we can feel their their anger or their sorrow, but we're not sensitive to the fact that we need to let that go. You know, we can be an empath. We can feel all these things that the animals feel. But at the same time, we also are hanging on to it and attaching to it. And that's something that we have to work on and let go. So I'm going to open it up. Um, I will, let me go and unmute you guys. I'm going to, um, we'll open it up to um, to Vicki first. If you want to, oh, wait, just, okay, there we go. If you want to talk first, Vicki, and share any kind of homework or revelations or anything. 
Oh, I think you're on mute still here. Let me, let me see if I can unmute you. Okay, there you go. Am I? Uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, because I need an unmute also. Okay. Uh, I love the three diamonds. I was totally fascinated with that exercise. I stood in front of my mirror and just felt it. I was like, wow. That, I was oh, that's fascinated. so wonderful. <laughs> it, it was so strong. The energy was so strong. And when I did the meditation, my hands were burning. Um, and I, But I didn't really feel centered. And I didn't feel uh, that I went as deep as the the meditations I had been doing, mm-hmm. or I didn't. I also didn't feel as connected to my animals. But I think it's going to take practice because it definitely uh, takes practice. The reason that the three diamonds is such a, a good meditation for us is because it forces us to focus inward, and so we let go. Like especially if we sit with the animals and do the three diamonds, we really can focus on ourselves, and it doesn't change our energy. Our energy is still really inviting to them, but we're no longer focused on them. We're focused on us, which really helps them. Right. And then uh, can we do the three diamonds on the dogs? The three diamonds is is for you. So all of these meditations are for you because they, I mean, you could do it with them if you want. You can say, hey, look, you know, do you mind if I do this with you? And that's fine. But what it is for us is we're, it's one way for us to go deeper and let go of all of those attachments that we have. So the three diamonds really helps us to focus on our heart and focus on the earth energy, which is grounding, and then going to our heart, which is connection, and going up to our upper heart, which is our openness and expansiveness. And so it's really for us to let go. But this is a process, right? It's hard for us. It's like we want to do with the animals. We're, we're so tactile. We want to touch. We want to, you know, be with them. And, mm-hmm. and when we exactly. let go, as you'll see through the class, you'll see it's gonna, you're going to have deeper connections with them when you focus more on yourself and letting go than when you focus on them. Because, of course, they're your animals. They're mm-hmm. going to tolerate anything, right? Our animals love us. They're going to, sure, you can do three diamonds on me. But you really right. want to focus on letting go because when you go out and you have to maybe offer Reiki to a wild animal, you know, we've got to let go of those hands and that. And when you do, you can really create that space. That's why it's a really good practice because it helps you create that space within you so that in those times that you need to create a space and you can't touch it all, it's easy for you to do. And it's easy for you to let mm-hmm. go. And it's really a practice. But, but yeah, I mean, and it's a fun one too because, you know, you can kind of move your hands if you're more like a tactile person. That way, that's one's a good one for that. So did you like the, um, the Reiki space, the, the host, uh, Joshin Kokyoho? Yeah, hey, I, yeah, I, I've, I've been surprised at myself that I like all of it, that I didn't like <laughs> what I was doing before because I had so much ritual that I couldn't focus on letting go, and now I feel like I'm doing some letting go, but I still need some work. So when I'm doing these meditations, should I be actively setting any intentions? Or just you can just set your things. intention that, you know what, it's set your intention that you're going to let go. When we first start meditating, it is almost impossible to let go of our thoughts because we're not raised to meditate, right? It's really hard, which right. is why, like with Emma's homework that she shared, 
it's really powerful if you can just stop and, like, focus on the breath of the animal. Because when we do that, we can kind right. of let go because we're like, we've got something to focus on, right? Or if you focus right. on the precepts. Or that's why the three diamonds is good because you're focusing on your hara. You're focusing on your heart. You're focusing on your upper. But you're still, like, creating that clear energetic balance within yourself. You're letting go of all your worries because you're not focused on them. And your energy just mm-hmm. radiates out. And the more you practice that, you're going to see your animals are going to show you big signs that, of acceptance. And they're going to really, like, get into that space with you. Because they're your best teachers. Mm-hmm. They're going to show you. They'll, they'll, you'll know immediately. Yeah. Like, you'll feel it with them. When you have that, those two seconds where you just, like, let go of everything and you go a little deeper, you're going to feel that click. It's almost like a puzzle piece with your animals where it's like... And then all of a sudden you're in their space and you're, you're really doing it. You know, you're really in that space. It's, it's a crazy feeling and it's, it's definitely a journey, but that's why we have these great practices to do every day throughout our day and to help bring us back right. to that space. Well, actually, I think it's fun. So I'm, I'm very motivated. Well, that's wonderful. It's like, oh my wonderful. God, I've got to memorize this. It's Ooh. more like, well, what's going to happen today and how far can I get that, you know, my energy right. field. Right. I filled the whole house yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> and it's good to, like, visualize that and visualize. Like, that's why the healing bridge, and you're going to get that in the next lesson, is that's why the healing bridge is really um, a good one, too, if you, if you like to visualize. Because in that one, you can make your bridge however big you want, and it can encompass the entire world, and you can invite all the animals. There is no limit. The only limit to your energy and to your space is your mind. Because there is no time and space. And there's, you know, so I want to share a story about that. Um, we, so we're getting ready to go to CARE next week. And that's a wildlife sanctuary in Florida. And in, when we go, um, you know, we, we were able to meditate with tigers and all this fun thing. But the first year we went, um, I connected with these two tigers, Tigger and Pumpkin. And by that, I mean, I did a couple 15-minute sessions with them, and it was really great. And then on the last day, we got to go back and, like, say hi to them. But their energy is so strong. It's like a, it's like a huge medicine ball that hits you in the chest when you meditate with them. And then Kathleen had connected with Makoto, this, this leopard, and this other tiger. And so we we connected with them and then after we left she was diagnosed with breast cancer so we were meditating a lot doing reiki treatments and bringing in that energy she was bringing in makoto and balshoi and i was bringing in tigger and pumpkin and it just really helped me to feel them but you think you're making it up right you're like oh yeah i'm i'm meditating with these animals but you know who knows and then right. you when you, we went back they knew us and they treated us like friends so the tigers do this really cool chuffing sound i think i talked about this last week on the call and they they called you as a friend and it was such a huge reminder that you know we might think we're imagining that we're meditating with them but when we set that intent that we want to connect that connection is real there is no time and space Mm -hmm. and those tigers taught me that because i had only been with them for like an hour at most over three days but when i left I've kept them in my daily meditations, and I still do. And then when we went back the next year, the reception that they gave us was as if we had been seeing them every day. Like Makoto had tried to kill a man, and he was completely closed off when we went there the first time. And when we Mm -hmm. went back and he saw Kathleen, 
he fell on his back and started purring and rubbing and was so happy to see her. And this was a cat that mm-hmm. just didn't show any emotion. And, and Kathleen, mm-hmm. you know, Kristen said, you know, oh, yeah, he's gotten a lot better. He's a lot more friendly. But it makes a difference when you acknowledge and you connect. They feel that from us. So it's, it's and that's such a strong reminder that, okay, one, there is no time and space. But also, if those tigers could feel me and know me from my energy and know me from those meditations, they also could know my hurt and my anger, right? So it's a really good reminder mm-hmm. that animals pick up on so much from us. Our intention that when we think about them, they're feeling it. So it's so important that we let go of our own worry, our own concerns, our own attachment to that outcome of what we think is best, and then letting it go. Because what we think is best is really not necessarily what may be best for the animal. Um, there are times when mm-hmm. we, we think we know better than and, and the animals show us, you know, that really wasn't the best thing for me. And then it's harder for us to let go when they pass because we have this attachment to their getting healed. And sometimes that animal might just want to pass. But a lot of times mm-hmm. in rescue situations, and I know that Stephanie can probably talk about this because she, she volunteers on a, um, a farm sanctuary, but you'll get animals who are near death and you bring them into the sanctuary to heal them. And you get really attached to that outcome that you saved them and now you want them to heal and they pass and people get really upset. But it's such a beautiful thing to offer those animals that they were able to pass surrounded by love and support and in a loving, kind environment. And some of those animals, that's the most kindness they've ever been shown. So to be able to pass in that kind of environment as opposed to passing on the street is huge. And But we have to let go of that attachment that, oh, we want this fairy tale ending. Because they're not afraid of death, we are. Right. Yeah. I don't have. Uh, actually, I did uh, death and dying with people, so I I think I I got a handle on that. But I but with my own animals, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't think I, do I have a problem with other animals. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And that's you know, and it's like it's harder, and that's why when we have issues with our own animals, it's really important for us to reach out to others to, you know, offer Reiki because sometimes in that space, we really can't let go of our worry and, and our, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever our attachment to that outcome. So that's when you reach out to friends, you reach, you know, you're both going to be Sarah members. And so you reach out to other Sarah members through the community group and say, Hey, I'm having a hard time. Please send Reiki to my animals. And then Kathleen has this beautiful um, animal Reiki source healing group. It's a Yahoo group, um, and you can go on there and ask for healing. And those are important things to remember because it's really hard for us to get out of that space with our own animals. Well, that's wonderful. So do we have to wait till the end of the uh, class to join that? Yeah, you do. Um, but um, we can probably, I can probably get you into that group because you guys are going to be members. So, um, you know, that's not a big deal if you want to be part of that. I can tell Kelly who moderates it to um, to allow you to join. But it's a great group, but the Animal Reiki Source one, you can join anytime. That one, um, it's just mm-hmm. the Animal Reiki Source Yahoo group, and you can go on there. And it's a great place to practice, too, because people always put up, you know, can you send healing to this animal or that animal? And so it's a really great place if you're looking to practice, too. Mm-hmm. So, so Animal okay. Reiki uh-huh. Source, Yeah, Animal Reiki Source um, Yahoo group. I think if you Google it. You'll be able to see. Okay. So I'm going to open it up to Stephanie right now, and I apologize. I have to get in my car to drive, but you know I'm still going to keep the call on. So if you hear something, that's what that is. But Stephanie, do you want to share? 
sure. Yeah. Um, I did the, I think it was not the diamond, but the other one. I have not memorized the name yet, but... Um, the Joshin Kokyoho, the breathing with the creating the space. Yes, I thought that was beautiful. And I'm a very grounded person just by nature. I'm very grounded. So um, that, I think, was the first time that I actually did not feel as grounded because it actually took me beyond. And um, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> so, so, what, um, so what do you mean by that? It took you, like, you didn't feel as grounded. Share with me what um, it was it was uh it brought me to a very deep state of meditation that I hadn't experienced before because um, i'm I'm always very aware um where I am, where I'm standing or where I'm sitting, and this one was just like well, I was out there in the ethers or something I don't know, but <laughs> it it really brought me in a very deep That's wonderful. State and yeah that was that was that was intense and Beautiful, and I felt wonderful. And um, what I noticed, my dog was um, just laying down on the couch next to me, and <clears throat> he was just twitching. He he just <laughs> he was just in such a deep state of sleep that he was just like it's so relaxed that he was just like twitching, just like uh, immediately, like um, you know, when the dogs start dreaming, uh, kind of like that, uh, very very fast. Oh, how funny! So really, right really away. deep. Yeah. Yes. But immediately, like within the within five minutes of getting started, it was like wow. <laughs> so it was really funny. I did not pay attention to his breathing like uh, the other student yeah, like did. Emma. Mm-hmm. I did not pay attention to his breathing because he wasn't looking uh, towards me. He was um, he was go- uh, looking in the other direction. So I didn't really look at him at all during the meditation. But what I what I noticed is. Um, um, Basically, what this does, it just sheds off all the layers of um, emotions that we carry, and it just brings us back to our core natural state of unconditional love. And that's that's the energy that uh, radiates when we stay in that meditation, and that's the that's the same energy they have. That's the natural. Uh, right, you know, divine given energy, and so that's how we can connect with them so well when we reach that state. And so that was, that's why I thought it was so beautiful. It was, I just feel like, wow, what is this? It's amazing. So no, and that's um, and that's and that's really great that you that you felt that because that is what we're we're trying to get to. They're already in this Buddha-like state, but it's us mm-hmm. that have to really let go of everything. Because if you think about your animals, they're not worried about tomorrow. They're not worried about paying bills. They're not angry that somebody cut them off in traffic. You know, they're really present. They're really mindful and they're here. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to remember. We have to be present and let go of everything else that's around us and really be there for them. And that's really beautiful that you felt that. Yeah, that was amazing. So, that opened up a lot of questions for me because um, the Reiki that I have been, the traditional Reiki that I have been practicing, uh, you know, you have to you have to open up with the prayer or you know the affirmation, mm-hmm. and then you you do the symbols, and then uh, I don't necessarily do all of the hand positions, but but I do open up my hands. So this well, one is nothing like that. No, and and so and that's and I'm really glad you brought that up because um, you know Vicky also said like she has rituals. And so here's the, here's the difference. With people Reiki, we, we need rituals. You have to have rituals 
it's it's something that you do and it's it's a very tactile thing and for human reiki like it's all those things are kind of necessary they help get us in this space if we're going to be working with people you know there's like protection things and all these different things but if you think about it you don't need those rituals and the animals show us you don't need these rituals because they don't do rituals they're not sitting there you know making some little symbol with their paw or trying to you know it's all about just being and that's what they show us that all we need to do is just be and in that space of being then we can connect with them but when you talk about people that's a different thing. Like, you know, you might want to bring in crystals. You might want to bring in singing bowls. You might want to bring in all these other modalities with what you're doing, and that's because people need that. Like, if you are going to give someone new a Reiki treatment, and you said, okay, I'm going to give you a Reiki treatment, and then you just sat across from them like you do an animal and did breathing and didn't do anything with them and for, like, 45 minutes, and they go, okay, that's, you know, $100. That was your Reiki treatment. They would go, what? What are you talking about? Uh, you know, it's, they, can't, they can't connect to that space like animals can. So with humans, yeah, you have all these rituals. You do it. And, and animal Reiki doesn't replace human Reiki. Like, you, you know, you may, it may enhance what you're doing with humans, but it's not going to replace it if you don't want it to. But with animals, we can't go into that space with all these rituals and especially like putting symbols up. If we're moving our hands around an animal that's been beaten, abused with hands, that's a very scary situation for them. So hands are scary to them. So it's really important for us to keep our hands down, especially horses. That's another thing. You don't move your hands all around like a horse. You're, you're going to get hurt if you do that because they're going to get mm-hmm. spooked. So you just want to make sure that you're just always letting go of that. And it's not like what we're doing is going to replace what you're doing for humans, but this for animals, like Kathleen has created this practice because she has thousands and thousands of hours working with animals, and she used to do those very rituals with animals. And some animals, like our own animals, yeah, of course they'll put up with it, you know, they don't mind. But for other animals, they may not connect with you because you're too in your own ego, you're too in your own head. And you're not just focusing on creating that space. You're focusing on all the outward stuff. And all the outward Mm -hmm. stuff doesn't help you create that space within you and really radiate. Because the animals are our best teachers. They show us what works for them. And that is letting go of all of our own stuff and getting to that beautiful, pure space, the space that we're born with. This is not something that we're, we're channeling from the outside. This is something that's already within us. And the animals are really helping to sh- are really helping to show that all we got to do is let go, be mindful, be present, be compassionate, and let go of our anger and our worry, and to be humble and honest, to not get attached to oh we think we know best, we think we know what you need. We have to let go of all of that, and then in that space we can help them. Like you felt, you felt when you let go, you really connected, you really like went to a deeper place. Yeah, that was beautiful. No, and it's it's funny. It's just that um, once you have been into the practice, then you're conditioned to thinking, well, you know, the symbols, they will open up the channel so that you can receive the energy, and it's nothing to do with that. So it's it's very different. I'm enjoying it, and I, it's, it's, you're right. It's, it's going within, and that's where you're going to connect, and it's it's got nothing to do with the outside. That's really, really cool. No, it's, it's not. And, you know, 
when we when we accept that that it's it's already within us it really makes us it's more powerful for us to know that because if we think we're channeling something from the outside then it's like really oh my god am i getting it am i not getting it it's like why am i not getting it but mm-hmm. when we can go you know what i already have it within me so so like something that franz likes to say is imagine yourself as a lamp you know that you're this beautiful light when you're born so you're this gorgeous light and then as you grow up and you get older, people start throwing blankets over your life. So like, you know, your insecurities, you know, any kind of abuse you might have had or any kind of anything that's like stifling your light. And then you get older and there's, your light is still there, but you've got all these blankets hiding it. So our Reiki practice really helps us. And I say our animal Reiki practice, because animal Reiki is different from human Reiki in a lot of ways, is that we're really using that practice of going inward to let go of those blankets, to remove those blankets and let our true light shine. And that is what our animals connect to. They're not connecting to anything outward. They're connecting to our true light. And when we can sit in that space and let go, and we can be honest and humble, it's a really empowering space because if you were to go do Reiki and said, okay, I want to help heal this animal, and let's say the animal has this miraculous healing, right? You know, Reiki really worked, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, the animal healed, blah, blah, blah. And then you go and sit with an animal, same sickness, whatever, and that animal passes away. But you're taking responsibility for that, right? You've already took responsibility for the good outcome. You've got to take responsibility for the bad outcome. And that's mm-hmm. really we're not responsible for anything. It's up to the animal. The animal chooses just like we choose, you know, if, if we're sick and ill and maybe we're dying, really our spirit chooses whether it's going to stay or go. And so nobody can really kind of in some ways, I mean, of course, you know, there's accidents and everything, but in some ways we kind of control that too. And we have to respect that with animals and just do our best to create a space where they can find healing. And just all it is is just that it's just as if your friend's sitting with someone comforting them. You don't have to change it. You don't have to fix it. You just create a space where healing can occur. And in that, mm-hmm. you know, when you're calm, studies show that if you're calm, you're not stressed out, you can heal. But when you're stressed, and, and this is one thing, if we go to an animal that's sick and we're stressed out and they're stressed out, there is no healing that's going to take place because it's the animal stressed, we're stressed, it's, it's not a good situation, even though we mean well for that animal. And that's why this practice is so important because it's going to help you let go of that. It's going to help you really to, to see like that when you let go, when you can really focus on letting go and you really create that space like you did when you were sitting with your dog, they go a lot deeper and they, and you can feel that connection like you felt. And that's Mm -hmm. really powerful. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. I loved it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. So, Vicki, did you have any more questions or anything? No. Okay, because I kind of cut you off before. But I hope that's fun. I'm ready to do the three diamonds again. I know, right? Well, you know, and you, and so here's here's another great thing about what you're going to be given throughout this class. Sui was so amazing, and how he was creating this system because he created this system of Reiki for people like us who were lay people who didn't know how to meditate. You know, he was a Tendai priest. He practiced Shigundo. And, you know, of course, Shintoism was the, the um, Japanese religion that was throughout, you know, all of Japan. And he knew right. how to meditate. He knew all that. But, but he was teaching people 
who has no background in meditation. And that's what this system is all about. So the three diamonds is not an Isui thing, but the Joshin Kokyoho, the Seishin Toitsu, you're going to learn, um, you know, meditations with the um, symbols and mantras. So you're going to learn an ancient form of Japanese chanting where you chant the mm-hmm. vowel sounds of the symbols of the, well, not the symbol, but the name. And so like um, Chokure is O-U-A-E. So you're going to be like O-U-A-E. And that really helps you to like let go. And that vibration, that sound vibration really helps to clear uh-huh. you. So you're going to have lots of different ways throughout this class to find ways to let go and go deeper. It's not like, you know, if you don't get the three diamonds meditation, well, you're just not going to get it. It's, it's just one more tool to go deeper in your practice. And so you can pick the precepts, you can pick the chanting, you can pick drawing the symbols, or you could pick, you know, saying this chokure three times, this chokure, 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 knowing that that is for you and it helps to bring a grounded energy to you. So there's just going to be all right. kinds of different ways for you to get to that Space, um, that and it's you know maybe it's going to be the the three diamonds maybe it'll be the precepts maybe it'll be the chanting a lot of people love the chanting and it really helps mm-hmm. to keep your mind clear because you're really focused on that sound on your breath on you know creating that space within you and I'm really excited for you to try those because that sound that energy vibration really brings to you that earth energy or the more open sky mm-hmm. energy or that connectedness energy that we'll learn. But it's, it's really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Right. So exciting stuff for us to learn together. And it's, and you know, in every class, it's, it's always different. You know, there's always different things that come up. So be sure to ask lots of questions because every situation is different and, Sometimes it's really hard to know, and, you know, we're all just really learning. But the animals, your own animals, the animals that you see out and about, they're the ones that are going to show you what works. And that's why, like, through all her thousands of hours, Kathleen, you know, has figured out a system that works with animals. And I know that when we go to Remus, um, the the horse rescue in um, England, one time we were practicing, I took a bunch of students out, to, um, to practice at a field of horses. And I told them, you know, just go inward. You're standing in front of them, but go inward. And so I had turned around and was looking out at the vista and just meditating. And it was so funny because after 15 minutes, I turned around and all the horses are lined up behind me. <laughs> None of them are students. Because the students, you know, when you're first learning, you're like, oh, please come to me. Please, oh, you know, I just, I'm in this space. Please come to me. And I wasn't. I had totally ignored them. Right. But I was creating that space. And that's what they're attracted right. to. They're not attracted to you. <laughs> they're attracted to your energy and what you're bringing. And right. with no expectation and no attachment, that's when they really feel that energy from you. Because you, you no longer want anything from them. And, and that's so powerful. It's such a powerful gift for us to give them because if you think about it, people always want something. You know, even our own animals. Like, you know, I'm really needy. So it's like, oh, give me love. Oh, I need, you know. And we're always asking something of our animals. And so it's really powerful for us to just offer without expectation. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. it was. It's, just... But it was such a great lesson for them, right? Because I could, mm-hmm. never, I could tell them that. I could say, hey, go inward. 
because the animals don't. But the, the horses, and horses are amazing teachers. If you have a chance to practice with horses, do, because they will tell you immediately when your mind goes, they're like, uh-uh, I'm leaving. And then as soon as you go back in that space, they'll come right back. But it was such a great uh-huh. lesson for the students because I could tell them that all day, but them seeing it and witnessing it, how the horses just lined up behind me in this long line, <laughs> like, mm, no. you know, because they're just trying to show. They're, like, showing it in a very yep. obvious way. She's, she's not even looking at it. She's got her back to us. But it doesn't mean that we can't feel our energy because they were all, like, hanging their heads, licking. They were in that space. And the students are also mm-hmm. creating it, but it's that expectation, right? That expectation, oh, I really want you to come and sit with me. I really want you to be by me. I want to touch you. You know, that kind of stuff, they feel it, <laughs> even though we think, you know, and of course, it's not like it's bad energy, right? It's like everybody has really good intentions. But, in, you know, when you really want to connect, we, if we can let go of all of that stuff, the connection is so much deeper like what you experienced, Stephanie, you know, that, that really just letting go. And then you feel it. And it's like I said, it's like a puzzle piece. And the, and the Joshin Kokyoho breathing is a really good one because it's like, you know, like Vicki, you were saying like, oh, it kind of, you couldn't go deep, you know, it's maybe focusing on your hands. So really focusing just on that breath and going to your hara and then imagining that breath go mm-hmm. out. Like you said, you filled your house, right? You know, mm-hmm. that might have been easier. Right. So, so practice that one more, yeah. you know. That's, it, you resonated yeah. with it. So it's really good. We don't want to be practicing stuff that's awkward because then we're going to be like, I don't, I don't want to practice it, and then we won't practice it at all. So that's why we have all mm-hmm. these different meditations. And then, like I said, in the next lesson, lesson three, you're going to get the Healing Bridge Meditation, which is a meditation that Kathleen created when her dog Dakota passed and it was passing, she was with her for 16 years and he was the one that showed her animal Reiki and what to do and led her on her path. And in that space, when he was gone, she was so devastated and he, you know, kind of walked her through this and, and now, you know, she was, it was a way for her to connect and she did it for him. But the most amazing thing is, is that throughout all these years of her doing this healing bridge and sharing it with students and me doing it in this class, that it's always it's probably 90% of the time people are doing it. It's animals from the past coming, animals coming from your childhood and like forgiving you. Like, you know, we carry a lot of pain from how we treated our animals when we were young. You know, maybe your dog was put down or maybe something happened and you had to give your dog away and it really upset you. And they come and they say, it's okay. I'm okay. And you should be okay. And then they teach us to really let go of, you know, worrying about things doesn't serve anybody, but having, right. reading them in that space with love and compassion really makes a difference. So in a setting like the the um, the farm sanctuary that I go to, I'm going to go this Sunday again. So so can you describe how, what what is the process that you go about to do this? Do you get into that uh, meditative state before you step into the farm, before you get out of the car and then go into the yeah. farm and you're already there? Always, yep. It's always a really good idea to center yourself in your car before you even get out. And then, and then what you do is when you find, and, you know, it doesn't mean you have to stand still. You can be mucking. You can be whatever, doing whatever it is your chores are, but you're doing your breathing. You're focusing on your breathing. Mm-hmm. You're focusing okay. on letting go, focusing on letting go of thought and just really being mindful and present and focusing on 
what you're doing. Like if you're mucking, you're really present. If you're, if you're with an animal and you're grooming them or you're feeding them, you're very present. You're there with them. And you're going to notice, even when you're talking, if you're bringing that calm space with you, like I shared about, you know, the horse cleaning the horse's stall and she's all skipped out and I'm doing Reiki, but I'm still mucking and I'm talking to her and I'm talking really calmly and really slowly. And in that space, she could connect, she could calm down, and she, could, she allowed me to clean her stall, which she hadn't allowed anybody to do. But it wasn't because I was doing something so amazing. It was because I was calm, centered, and I was present. And that's really what the animals need from us because they're present. So okay. sharing that space doesn't mean you have your eyes closed or you're standing quietly or, you know, still. It means that you're letting go and you're present, and you're mindful. Because if you think about them in that space, they're they're not in that space just because they're asleep. They're in that space when they're walking, when they're like, that's why horses are so great, because you'll see in their herd, they are all connected in that energetic space. They know exactly what each other is doing. And, And that's such a great lesson for us, because they are still calm, they're happy, they're content, but they're not doing anything. They're not like outwardly doing anything. They're just all connected. And it's really for us to let go of that. You know, we have such an ego. It's just really just letting go and being, and in that space, they will accept you and they, and they welcome you because you're not a threat in any way. You're one of them Mm -hmm. and they accept that. Right. Okay. So just practice okay, that good. Joshin Kokyoho, and if you find yourself getting out of it, just stop. Just, you know, calm yourself, do the breathing, and just always focusing on keeping your mind and your thoughts relaxed. You know, it doesn't mean you're not going to think about all the things you have to do. It just means that when you do, you're going to let it go. You're going to really mm-hmm. just let it go in that space. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, I'm not going to be sitting down over there in the shelter and just kind of like, (laughs) you know, okay, very good. Yeah. So, Vicki, did you have anything more before we go? No, I just wanted to share uh, that my cat, three-legged rescue cat, has had multiple, multiple problems with um, allergies has really, really benefited from Reiki. But she loves chanting. Now, I don't know why. Oh, that's so like She loves it. Her ears get all soft. Her eyes get all dewy. This is what she's teaching me. She's teaching me. uh, I've probably gotten into more of a meditative state with her just chanting. Mm -hmm. Um, and she just loves it and will purr very deeply. Like she's joining me. Like, can't you see that? Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my God. And Reiki has really uh, helped her a lot. No more steroids. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. That is really, really wonderful. And it's probably going to help more because, you know, just being on this journey with you, too, and both of you letting right. go and being and, you know, her letting go of, of whatever she's holding on to, that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to let go. Yeah. So that's yeah. really wonderful. Oh, good for you for adopting a little special needs animal. 
Oh yeah. Hard. Uh, yeah. Even though I have the Goldrums, they they still have their their the one I'm the two time cancer survivor and the other one the, the runt, so she has all kinds of medical problems. So I just they tend to attract that. Even if I don't have <laughs> intentions of not winning the rest of the world, they still have Isn't something. Isn't that funny? Else. That's so funny. Yeah. I think that happens a lot to people. It's like you just attract. It's what your it's what your path is. You know, exactly. it's so funny. That is really funny. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, thank you so much. It was a great class. I hope that, you know, you know that you can reach out anytime because obviously it's a lot to learn and we're all on this path together. So feel free to reach out anytime through email. I'm always happy to have calls too. So, you know, just let me know. But okay. um, I'll send um, lesson three later on and then you'll be able to access um, the recording too later on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great week, ladies. Yes, you you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.